Part 1. How does trauma affect children's personality development and behavioral patterns? First, through Tina's story, we will learn how traumatic experiences lead to cognitive problems. Tina was Dr. Perry's first child patient. She was only seven at the time of consultation. She came to see the doctor after her school insisted she takes a mental health assessment due to her abnormal behaviors. Tina had difficulties concentrating during school and refused to follow instructions. She was emotionally unstable and at times attacked other children. Moreover, Tina would often expose herself, use sexual language, and invite other children to play sexual games with her. Perry discovered that Tina was a little thin, African-American girl and only three feet tall at the first session. As she sat on the couch in the consulting room, Tina examined Perry for a while, walked across the room, then climbed onto his lap and snuggled in his arms. Taken aback by this unpredicted behavior, Perry found Tina gently reaching between his legs, trying to unzip his zipper. At that moment, Perry's heart saddened. It was clear to him why Tina behaves the way she does. For two years, she had been sexually abused between the age of four to six. The perpetrator was her nanny's son, a 16-year-old boy. It was 1987 when Tina went to see Perry. Many psychologists and psychiatrists used the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual Guidebook to make diagnoses back then. Different symptoms are classified in the book. For example, a child with symptoms similar to Anna's, who has poor attention span, lack of discipline, impulsivity, rebellious behavior, and inability to get along with others, would likely be diagnosed with attention deficit disorder and or oppositional defiant disorder. But Perry believes it is problematic to judge a condition by symptoms only, as various sources might cause them, and that only by finding the root cause can the problem be accurately examined. Tina's symptoms are closely related to her experience of abuse. Perry is keenly aware that Tina has post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. In the bookie of The Body Keeps the Score, we introduced this concept. Psychological trauma refers to the physical, psychological, and emotional abnormalities caused by horrific events. Severe psychological trauma is classified as PTSD. Trauma has a lasting impact on the human mind. The abuse Tina suffered in childhood changed her cognition. No loving father, grandfather, or uncle in her life would give her protection. The only men she knew were her mother's boyfriends and the boy who abused her repeatedly. What a man wants is merely sex, either from her or her mother, that's what experience embedded in Tina's mind. The view Tina gained from her own experience was a distorted perception of men and sex. Consequently, this distorted cognitive model led to her abnormal behavior in school. From Tina's case, we can see how trauma affects children's brains, taking a toll on their psychological health and behavioral patterns. However, another story shows us a different perspective, babies and toddlers won't grow normally without emotional care. This is Laura's story. When Perry saw Laura, she was only four. She was lying in a hospital bed, getting a liquid diet through a tube. Although the food was high in calories, Laura did not grow normally. She weighed 26 pounds only, extremely skinny. Doctors ran all sorts of exams on Laura but found nothing. It was believed she might be the first case of infantile anorexia. Perry believes that the key to understanding brain-related clinical problems, anorexia, in this case, 
is understanding patients' experiences. The brain is like a history book. It stores personal memories, which guides and shapes our current behaviors. By examining Laura's experiences, Perry realized that Laura's problem was related to her mother. Laura's mother, Virginia, grew up in an orphanage. At that time, the orphanage would place each child in a new foster family every six months to prevent the child from becoming overly dependent. Unfortunately, due to a lack of necessary emotional support and interpersonal communication at a young age, Virginia became an emotionally indifferent person, even towards her children. During infancy, a stable relationship with parents or caregivers is beneficial for children's emotional health and physical development. For example, they are being cared for when feeling hungry, thirsty, or frightened triggers and strengthens two vital neural network systems in the infant's and toddler's brains. The first is a complex set of sensory perceptions associated with human interactions, the caregiver's face, smile, voice, touch, or scent. The other is the neural network that regulates pleasure allowing babies to have a sense of happiness and comfort. In addition, continuous love and care provide a template for children to learn to deal with interpersonal relationships in the future. As children grow, they will establish amicable interpersonal relationships with others and obtain pleasure from such relationships. On the other hand, a child who does not experience continuous love and care would not receive the adequate stimulation to establish effective systems in their brains, providing satisfying and pleasant interpersonal relationships. This is the case in Virginia. Young Virginia has not received long-term care from her substitutable caregivers, and now she couldn't get pleasure hugging or caring for her child. Though Virginia knew she had to feed Laura, dress her, bathe her, she felt emotionally indifferent. Virginia didn't bother to hold Laura much, sing to her, or tease her. She was emotionally alienated from Laura. Laura thus lacked the stimulation of those emotional signals transmitted by physical touch, which, if received normally, would enhance the growth hormone. As a result, Laura could not grow properly even with abundant nutritional intake. Aside from physical growth, lacking love and care also affects children's emotional functions. The following example illustrates how being neglected in infancy makes the brain unable to comprehend the emotions of others and eventually turns the victims of traumatic events into cold, relentless perpetrators. The focus in this story is an 18-year-old boy named Leon. The first time Dr. Perry met Leon was not in the clinic, but a maximum security prison. At 16, Leon followed two girls into an apartment after refusing to make friends with him, then killed them. When Perry asked, now that you look back on all this, what would you have done differently? He replied, I don't know. Maybe throw away those boots? Because of the boot prints and the blood on the boots, he was caught. No doubt Leon was cruel and unsympathetic. And there seemed to be no one ounce of regret or conscience in him. Before this vicious murder, he had a lengthy criminal history. Perry wanted to know what caused Leon to become a monster. During the investigation, Perry found no apparent problems within Leon's family. He has polite, kind-hearted parents and a responsible brother. Perry found no genetic issues either. Moreover, none of Leon's family members had criminal records. It baffled Perry that Leon did not lack love and care in childhood, yet his behavior as an adult was quite uncommon. As the conversation with Leon's parents progressed, Dr. Perry seemed to have found the root of the problem. 
Leon's mother Maria said that Leon was quite difficult and cranky, which wore her out. To escape exhaustion, despairing Maria often took Frank, Leon's elder brother, out of the house, leaving Leon at four week of age alone in the apartment for almost the whole day. Maria found the method effective, as Leon cried less than before. But as Leon grew older, everyone could see he was different from his brother, Leon seemed expressionless when he is being criticized. He felt no particular guilt nor regret. Even when being encouraged or praised, he was still indifferent. Leon avoided physical contact with others and often got in trouble out there. Like Laura and Virginia, Leon did not receive constant love and care when he needed it. This situation deprived Leon's brain of the critical stimuli required for development, making him unable to experience pleasure and comfort in the company of others, appreciate the emotions of others, or develop healthy interpersonal relationships. That wraps up part one. Through the stories of Tina, Laura, Virginia, and Leon, we learned how trauma and neglect at early stages distort children's brain functions, which may affect their behavior. We also learned that despite having all necessities needed to survive, a child wouldn't grow up healthfully or experience others' emotions without care, interaction, and emotional connection.